Welcome to this month's Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm Shan Vanderleek, founder of True Balance International and the Transformation Goddess Experience. The intention of the Divine Feminine Spotlight is to share transformational stories of women who have learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of claiming their feminine sovereignty. Today it's my pleasure to introduce you to Karen Hager. Intuitive guide, psychic channel, and spiritual teacher, Karen Hager empowers people to listen to their own inner guidance and rediscover their unbreakable connection with the divine. She teaches intuitive development classes, is a strong advocate for daily spiritual practice, and mentors those exploring their psychic gifts. In her private sessions with clients from all over the world, Karen connects with Source to provide compassionate, no-nonsense, spirit-led guidance for people in transition. She is the host of the popular radio show, Out of the Fog, which reaches an international audience. You can find out more about Karen and her work at FogCityPsychic.com. Welcome, Karen. I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this, so thank you. Oh, you're you're most welcome. I uh, anytime I have the chance to share time with you, I I'm excited as well. And having worked with you over the years, and that you made yourself available to talk with us today is just awesome. Because I know you've got a lot going on, and uh, I have a, a nice lineup of questions for you today. And I'm sure that our listeners will get a whole lot out of this experience. For for those who don't know you yet. They will fall in love with you, and for those who already do know you, uh, a, a treat to get to hear this interview and learn a little bit more about what you're up to. Wonderful. Thank you. I think loving conversation, um, people sharing ideas, is at the very heart of sparking change. And so I am always up for a conversation. And <laughs> good questions. I will do my best to be lovable. I'm going to try really, really hard to be lovable. <laughs> Oh, you crack me up. <laughs> so I'd like to begin this morning talking about change and um, your take on change and transition. And then maybe you could follow up by telling us about a change that you've made in the last year or so that has significantly transformed your life. Um, wow. So I believe that there are only two ways of reacting to anything. You can react in love or you can react in fear. And even reaction is the wrong word because reaction implies, oh no, I have to do something, right? You can respond to anything in either love or fear. Many people, and I have been one of those people and sometimes still am, many people respond to the word change with the idea of fear. Change is coming. I don't know what it is. I'm going to be called on to do something different. Look out. No, right? I believe that change is a natural and integral part of our spiritual journey here. We are always changing even when we feel we're stuck, right? That change can be as tiny as the littlest impulse that maybe encourages you to do something different. Or it can be as huge as having a great big seemingly random event fall upon you and it, and it changes the whole framework of your life. Whether it is a little tiny incremental change or a giant change, an upheaval, you still have the chance to respond to that in love. It doesn't mean you have to like it, 
but you have a chance to respond to that in love so that you can continue to move forward. Without change, we are not really experiencing our path. For me, in the last year, one of the biggest changes has been that I had to accept the opportunity that was given to me to go a little bit bigger. I was brought up to not show off. And it, yes, it's true that I did work as an actor. Even as an actor, I was trained not to be a show off. You don't blow your own horn. You don't uh, ever do anything that might seem like bragging or might seem like you, you feel like you're, you know, lording it over anybody. And when you have that kind of conditioning, and I think a lot of us do, when you get to a place where you've really got something to say, you've really got something you want to share, that conditioning can can stop you from sharing fully. Mm. And I came to a place about a year ago this time, so about last January, beginning of last year, where I realized that what I wanted to say, the work I wanted to do, the teaching that I had to give was bigger than the confines of this, of the of the vocation that I had been living, of the path that I'd been walking. And so there I was with my two choices. I could respond to that with love, or I could respond in fear and go, oh no, wait a minute. If I change things up, if I go a little bit bigger, if I start to teach people about spiritual practice, if I start talking about reconnection with the divine, if I start trying to not just work with people intuitively, but to try to, in a bigger way, open them up to their own transformation, gosh, I might, maybe that's not going to work. Maybe, maybe people don't want to hear that. Maybe it's too big. Maybe, maybe it's bragging and it's ego. I'll just be quiet. I could have chosen to do that. Right. But I, <laughs> Hello, self-sabotage, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. N- luckily and happily and thankfully, I moved forward slowly to bring my work to the place where I feel like it is right now. What I'm teaching is always changing because we are always changing right? Right. And so that's one of, that's a change that I've made in the last year. I allowed myself to go a bit bigger. And because I did that in love, I'm enjoying the heck out of myself (laughs) and, and getting to connect with so many more wonderful, loving souls with so many more people who are looking for tools that they can use to reconnect to that divine in their lives, to the divine that's part of their being. Mm. Wonderful. And congratulations. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure to witness this, this change in you. And I am just really, really thrilled for all of the, the new souls that, that you are connecting with um, through your radio programs and through your business. And um, yeah. Way to go. Way to go. I'm glad you said yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And it's so much fun. And there's another thing about change, Shan, is that change lived with love has adventure, has possibility, right? Allows you to embrace your curiosity to move forward. Even a change that is, that feels devastating. The loss of a job, the loss of a partner, right? Mm-hmm. Of physical limitations that might seem to absolutely crush you. Responding to that change in a loving way doesn't make it any better. doesn't magically make your partner come back or your body physically heal, 
but it allows you to see the gifts in that change, not in a snarky way, like, yay, both my legs are cut off. Luckily, I still have both my arms, not in a snotty way, but in a way where you really can embrace the possibilities now that this change brings to you. Mm. So tell us a little bit about how we can connect with the divine within. I think the first thing I want to say about that is that even if you don't believe it, you already are connected. And so this is not so much a process about scrambling and digging and having the right word or the right tool or wearing the right clothes or being in the right place at the right time to grab that connection. It's not about something everybody else has and you don't, right? Mm -hmm. Your connection with the divine is right, is already there. You're soaking in it. The shift is in reminding yourself, allowing yourself to become aware of that connection. And so for people who are looking to reconnect, to turn around and re-experience that connection, I often invite people who are starting out to take a couple of minutes, and by a couple of minutes, I mean like two minutes in the morning and two minutes at night to just be. I don't mean put on your special clothes and ring the bell and say the special words. No, I mean just be. Be quiet and be where you are. That means quieting your mind. It means becoming very, very aware of the present moment. Where am I now? What's going on around me now? Right? I'm sitting in my office. I can see the light bouncing off the mouse that I've got here. I can smell the tea that's in the cup beside me. That this is where I am right now. The divine infuses every moment of our lives. And where we meet God or source or light or divine love, whatever you want to call it, where we meet God is in the present moment. And so many of us are living way ahead of ourselves or living way behind ourselves. We are not where we are. So if we take a couple of minutes in the morning, a couple minutes at night to get quiet and be where we are, what happens is that we're building a habit of receptivity. We're setting an intention of mindfulness, of awareness, and that starts to open that door, which may have grown a bit rusty, it starts to open that connection again so that we can be aware of the divine that infuses everything in us. And as we grow into that habit of receptivity, that opens us up to the practice of prayer, the practice of meditation. It opens us up to communication with divine guidance, whether that's through our guides, through our angels, right? All of that opens up, but it starts with just being where you are. I've had people tell me that they've tried this and two minutes is too long. If, and I, can, I understand, sometimes two minutes is too long for me too. If you can't do two minutes, do one minute. If you can't do one minute, do 30 seconds. If you can't do 30 seconds, do five seconds. Mm -hmm. Start where you are. Exactly. And that's all that's required. Mm, thank you so much. That, that leads me to my next question. Sure. I'd like to know, um, what are some of your favorite sacred rituals? I'll be very honest with you. One of them is knitting. I enjoy knitting as a prayer tool. 
I'm I'm one of those people. My uh, my personal spirituality is Christian, um, and I have always enjoyed prayer with uh, prayer beads, whether that's a rosary or any other kind of beads. I love to knit and pray. I can use the stitches as a as a count for the mm. prayer, and I also find that as I'm making something, it's reminding me of the way that that divine thread weaves through all of creation. And so for me, knitting is a beautifully spiritual practice. And it keeps, I have a very busy mind, very kind of fast energy, as you can hear. And knitting engages my body. It slows me down so that my mind can kind of fly free. I get some of my best inspiration ideas when I'm knitting. I also love to sit in silent prayer. I pray with the Jesus prayer, um, which is a very, very old Christian prayer, a repeated short prayer. I use traditional prayers. I use, um, I love to chant. So I love Hindi chants help me a lot. So, sorry, Sanskrit chants help me a lot sometimes when I need something different to do with my voice. Uh -huh. I use, I use tools from all different areas of spirituality and some I've made up myself. And so there's another thing to know about spiritual practice, Shan, is that there is no one right way. And what's the right way for me today may not be the way that speaks to me tomorrow. As a divinely alive, always changing creative being, if your spiritual practice isn't making you feel good, you have permission to change it. Okay? Really good point. I think that all too often we think that we only have, you know, three choices and, you know, <laughs> or, or the, the way that we were raised, you know, these are our choices and, and this is what that looks like. And, and to allow yourself that curiosity and, and to, to look around and see what else might serve you. And I love that you come up with some of your own ideas and some of your own creations. And I do the same thing. It's what feels right at the time. And yes. I loved hearing, hearing you say that. And ah, such good stuff. Well, and that's the thing about starting where you are. are. <laughs> You're doing this for you. And so you are allowed to open up and explore, allow yourself to go in the direction that you feel led to go. So if my spiritual practice is, uh, some people love to pray with icons, right? If my spiritual practice is icon gazing and your spiritual practice is, I don't know, leaf collecting, it doesn't mean that you're wrong and I'm right. It means that I'm allowed to do what speaks to me. You're allowed to do what speaks to you. And nobody's keeping score. There are no grades given right, on right. this. How else do you embody being the divine feminine goddess that you are. Oh, oh, I love that. The divine feminine goddess that I am. One way I do that is when someone says something nice like that, I allow myself to accept it. Thank you for saying that. Y years ago, I would have said, oh, thanks very much, but I'm not actually divine. And I'm actually, I have a big mustache. I'm not actually that feminine. And I'm not actually <laughs> a goddess. Some kind, you know? Um, one of the ways that I embody the divine feminine goddess that I am is by listening to what people say to me and accepting what feels right. 
I find that I embody the divine feminine goddess in me by when best when I use my the love that's in me to listen to other people and to hold sacred space for them, whether that's my partner, my children, people who I'm working with as clients, as students, my dog. When I hold divine loving space for people, I'm not doing them some giant favor by allowing them to be in my magical presence. I'm getting the gift of being in their presence. Mm. And that's part of how I embody the divine. Our relationship with the divine is a conversation. It's a give and take. It's, a, it's an ebb and a flow. When I show up, when I participate, when I am open and generous, that allows me not only to embody that principle so that I can feel it and that other people can see it, it allows me to receive the divine in others. Mm. What came up for me when I was listening to you is listen, listen. Yeah. <laughs> And which goes back to creating that time to be still and, and connect and allow yes. and, and to just have that conversation and, and to be open yes. for what might come up for you. And open in a joyful way. Remember love or fear? Open in a joyful way. Mm. Not open like, okay, it's my spiritual practice time. I better open up. Probably nothing's going to happen. No, I don't think anything's going to, oh, never mind. I give up. Not like that. <laughs> in a joyful, loving permissive way to open mm -hmm. up mm. creating a space you've written some beautiful things Shan about creating sacred space create a space that is a loving warm embrace of you and maybe that's where you do your present moment practice why would you want to experience the present moment if it didn't hold joy or delight or possibility for you so love yourself to create a, enough to create a beautiful space right? Mm -hmm. Even if it's just taking all the dirty laundry off the bed so that you can sit in a nice open space, right? Create right. a space for yourself with permission to open up. Speaking of opening up, I'd love it if you would share the story of how you came to accept your gifts and reconnect with your life purpose. Oh, wow. So I've had an unusual, I'm unusual, Shan. I'm very unusual. <laughs> I'm not like the other children. Um, I've known since I was very young that I was intuitive. I chose to try to smash that down, swallow it, hide it, not use my gifts. As with anything that we try to smash down or, or hide, the more we try to smash it down, the more it comes up and bites us in the behind. And I had mm -hmm. some experiences where my intuitive abilities were, were a little bit scary to me because I wasn't accepting them. I wasn't embracing them. I uh, worked as an actor, as a child, and as an adult. I, golly, I did many things. <laughs> I've done many interesting things. Uh, moved to California and as my spirituality grew and as I learned more and started to connect more with the idea that it wasn't just, that what I could see wasn't all there was, which was difficult because I was swallowing my gifts. I wanted to believe that what I could see and touch was all there was. As I became aware that that wasn't true, I started to feel a very strong call to be in, more involved spiritually. And to that end, I eventually found myself in seminary studying to be an Episcopal priest. That's a very long story. I've, I've 
put about seven years of discernment and meetings and all kinds of things in that sentence, found myself in <laughs> seminary. When I got almost to the end of seminary and was serving in a church um, as, a, as a seminary and like a student kind of priest thing, I was so close to the end of that, Shan, and I, had, I wanted so much to be a spiritual leader. I wanted so much to use the education I was receiving to go on and teach others, to heal others, to work with others. And I got almost to the end and received a very strong knowing, very strong guidance, a very strong vision, I can almost say, that this was not where I was called, that I had done what I was supposed to do in that area and that I was being called to something else. It was time to step off that path, that traditional path. And I fought that like crazy because I was so close to that plastic collar. I was so close to that. I could taste it. Mm. And I fought and I fought. And finally, what happened was that um, I realized that it was not, that fighting was silly. And I stepped back from seminary and waited for the big revelation of my divine purpose. And I waited and I waited mm -hmm. and I became a parent of we uh, added two, oh, we have two beautiful adoptive children. Two children came into our family. We, um, work changed, everything changed, and I'm still waiting for my big revelation. What I didn't know was that I was living the revelation during the time that I was waiting for it, right? Yeah. I was in it. I was living the revelation. I was growing. My heart was being opened. And about five years ago, I had a very big physical health crisis. And that big health issue required three surgeries, one right after another. I had a little one, a medium one, and a big one. And after each one of those surgeries, when I came out of it, my intuitive gifts that I'd swallowed were much stronger than they'd been before. And by the time I got to the end of the big one, the giant surgery, the third one, I realized that I was being given a choice now to take, I could continue as I was, which was on a path of disease, a path of swallowing things that I didn't want to deal with, a path of living in fear, or I could finally put all of this together, the gifts I've, I'd had since childhood and had ignored, the training I had received in all the many things that I'd done, and I could put that together and step out in faith on a new path of healing, teaching, connecting with people, and have that be my vocation. I could really embrace my life purpose. I chose to step forward on that path, even though I didn't know what was going to happen. And I thought I was probably out of my mind. <laughs> right. And I stepped forward. And when I embraced my gifts, what I found, first of all, the sense of relief was unbelievable. And part of that sense of relief was realizing that because I had been changing all along, that when I finally stepped onto my path, it wasn't nearly as terrifying or as sudden or as different even that I thought it would be. Mm. The things I had been afraid of, I had been using to hold me back. And when I said yes, when I accepted with love the change, I found that I was already living it. Thank you for sharing your story. And I'm so glad that you went for it and um, have gosh, have been working with you now for, it's, I don't know, has it been a, at least three years? At and, least, you go way back. <laughs> well, I was just so grateful to find you and, and have learned so much in working with you and 
um, just being connected uh, to you even when we're not, uh, you know, we haven't even been in the same room, but, no. but knowing you um, in, in the way that I know you, in the way that you allow me to know you a, a, as a friend and as a, a divine person and as a great teacher, your skills as an intuitive guide blow me away. Uh, and I, just, wow. If anyone is interested in working with an intuitive guide, please consider uh, reaching out to Karen because she is the real deal. Amazing woman, as, as you've already figured out by now by listening to her. And before I let you go, though, there are a couple things that, that I need to know from you, Karen, and that is what's next for you, and then uh, how our listeners can find out even more about you. Oh, my goodness. Um, and by the way, thank you for all those wonderful things that you said. Loving conversation. People who are light workers, way showers, um, spiritual teachers, when you and I hold each other up, Shan, our light is five times as bright right? Mm, and you have held me up just as I have held you up, right? So it's a mutual thing we've got going on here. And I honor you and your gift so much that I can hardly stand it. So thank you <laughs> for everything that you are doing Aww. in the world. Um, for people who want to find out more about who I am, you can go to fogcitypsychic.com. And if you just go there and start clicking around, you can get information. I do a radio show that's on twice weekly that's heard all over the place now. You can find out who's coming up on the radio show, get information about working together if that seems like a good choice for you. Take a look at the classes that I teach and the many things that I offer. One of the things that I'm most excited about that's coming up in, golly, uh, just a very few days now, on uh, January 24th, I was invited to be one of the teachers at the Conscious Wisdom Festival. That's an online spiritual event that's happening January 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. There are a ton of great teachers, and I would encourage you to check out ConsciousWisdomFestival.com to get information about everybody who's there. I will be teaching a 90-minute blog about daily spiritual practice and reconnection with the divine, and I'd like to make this as experiential as possible so that we can, together as a group assembled on the call, do a meditation and really feel some of that divine connection and then share practical tools you can use right now, no fooling around, right now to begin a daily spiritual practice, a habit of connection in your life. The creator of the Conscious Wisdom Festival has offered a special discount. So if you are interested in registering for the festival, it's $35 for three days. That blows me away. These things are usually like hundreds of dollars or it's your mortgage payment or something to come to one of these. 35 bucks for three days. And if you enter the coupon code Karen, when you register, you get $7 off that 35. So if you're interested, ConsciousWisdomFestival.com and use the coupon code Karen when you uh, register. I am planning, Shan, this year to teach many more classes and I'm also doing some writing. And my personal, one of my personal goals for this year is to continue to get support for the writing that I'm doing, continue to allow myself to make a sacred space to hold and nurture that writing so that by this time next year, I can say that I have created a written work that can maybe reach more people than I can reach talking to them. Mm. So that's one of my personal goals for the year. I'd also really like to learn how to knit a better looking sock. Um, 
my socks are unusual in their construction and shape. And so one of my other goals this year is to make a sock that looks like a sock. There you have it. Right on, right on. And I also wanted to add that you have a beautiful free guided meditation. And so anyone listening that would like to, if, if you haven't fallen in love with Karen's voice already, you will so uh, do so when you listen to this beautiful guided meditation that you can find at fogcitypsychic.com. And again, more information on the Conscious Wisdom Festival at consciouswisdomfestival.com. And if you're into that, you can use the promo coupon KAREN to get $7 off. Karen, thank you so much for joining me today. And just mm, love, love, love being in your presence. Thank you for your sharing, and I look forward to uh, getting back together with you again real soon. Thank you so much, Shan. What a wonderful gift to share this space and time with you. Many blessings to you.